Welcome back to the Oklahoma Today podcast, bringing you all the best our state has to offer. For more than 30 years, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum has hosted the Chuck Wagon Festival. This week, we're talking with a Chuck Wagon cook, Daryl Jacobs, about how he got into the hobby and why campfire cooking is a whole different beast to using a kitchen. But before we get into that, let's get into our question of the week. Which Chuck Wagon foods do you still love today? First up, Editor-in-Chief Nathan Gunner. I don't think it would be Oklahoma without Chuck Wagon Foods. There's a lot. There's a lot of like key Oklahoma staples, right? Yeah. But uh, so I thought a lot. I thought long and hard about this. There are many, but I had to go end up with chili because right. I love chili. It's one of my like legit one of my favorite foods, which is weird. Um, I have a really good chili recipe that I got on a refrigerator magnet mm. when I was a teenager, and I, it's still the one I use today. I've, I've eaten that chili. It's, it's delicious. a good chili, right? Yeah. So uh, chili. And you're a no-beans chili guy. I'm a, well, no. That chili recipe has no beans. Yes. I am not anti-beans and chili. Okay. Just the, the recipe I use the most. I have a few. Like, I have a chicken taco chili, and I have a chili verde. Like, we have a few chili recipes. But, like, the main one that we use is called Oklahoma Blue Ribbon Chili has no beans. But I'm not anti-bean. Chicken taco chili sounds amazing. It really is. Uh, really good. Yeah. <laughs> Managing editor Carly Ibarra. I would have to say biscuits and gravy. Uh, and good answer. Although it's not like Survey super. Survey says. <laughs> <laughs> although it's not super chuck wagony because I don't think they have sourdough biscuits. Um, good <laughs> gravy has my favorite biscuits and gravy. And also not very chuck wagony is their chocolate gravy, oh. which is so good. But they have other, all the other types of gravy too. So. In the interest and, of tourism, I should say too that uh, Chili uh, uh, McNelly's. And Oklahoma City and Tulsa has really good chili. Sorry, Carly. I forgot that and I Ikes needed a destination. And Tulsa. Ike's, and Ch- Ike's chili in Tulsa. Will Rogers' favorite. Sorry, Carly. I'm sorry that I Sweets and Eats, too. Yeah. That's good chili. So Biscuits and Gravy. Yes. Good gravy diner up in uh, on Northwestern in Oklahoma City. You introduced me to that place, Carly. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love, we go as much as we can. <laughs> I think uh, biscuits and gravy are thankfully one of those foods that almost every diner has, and most of them are doing a pretty good job. You know, like, yeah, like that's I, true. I'm, I, it's it's a rare occasion when I'm like very disappointed in biscuits and gravy. Yeah, I'm more likely to be disappointed in the biscuits than the gravy, like. Because they're not okay. easy. So a lot yeah. of places do frozen because yeah. the biscuits are just... I mean, biscuits are hard to make. They are hard. So, yeah. yeah. That's the only thing that ever disappoints me is when I can tell that it's been that it's yeah. frozen. Yeah. Or canned, God forbid. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you say that on this podcast? Photo editor Megan Rossman. I had to Google some stuff because I was just like, what the he- heck is chuck wagon food? Like, I, I don't know. I ate some some stuff in a tin pan once at a at a pioneer camp I went to and I was like is that some it was stuff. yeah it was like some meat and carrots I, I they cooked in like a cauldron or something so um so stew yeah okay. yeah I guess it was a stew um so I I oh I didn't cauldron? even I didn't even think of that I guess everything about what you just said was so awesome uh yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I had to sleep in a hayloft. It was. It was fun though, because I was very little. But uh, I didn't even think about that though. Actually, I guess maybe a stew. It didn't because I. I just have chili, biscuits, salted meat, and question marks. Because I'm like, I do like salted meat. Like, would that be like beef jerky? But yeah, I, that would yeah. count. Yeah. But that doesn't seem very chuck wagony. Maybe like, the modern chuck wagon. Because it's not cooked a, in a. They dry it, though, so that's like the original chuck wagon. You know, like it takes a while to set up the chuck wagon and cook everything, so when when you're 
like on the move, like that's what you ate yeah. was the was yeah no I, I remember Laura, the canopy of the West Laura Ingalls Wilder of the West. They were always talking about the oh, what did they call it? I don't know. Little House on the Prairie food. That's funny. Pheasant yeah. under glass. That's my favorite Chuck Wagner food. <laughs> yeah, no. So if I had the option of, it sounds like you're, you're. I, I don't know. I was really. I took this question very seriously. I guess because oh, thank you. I was just like, if I have, but now thinking about stew, I'm like, if that was an option, if we were not traveling and had to eat salted meat. So if you weren't at a chuck wagon. <laughs> yeah. I would eat stew. Okay. I, I would like That's a, a good answer. stew. That's yeah. A good stew is really satisfying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Extremely yeah. satisfying. Especially yeah. cooked in a cauldron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah, a cauldron. What, what a, cauldron. Are a Dutch oven? <laughs> Dutch oven. A Dutch oven. Well, yeah. The, the, or just a cook pot. <laughs> yeah. the, the original cowboy's cauldron. Yeah. yeah. That's a Dutch yeah. oven. Well, I mean, if there's a big pot hanging over a fire, I think of it as a cauldron. It's <laughs> <laughs> my upbringing. I feel like to qualify in the, coven. <laughs> in the coven. I feel like to qualify as a cauldron, whatever you're making, and it has to have eye of newt. Yeah. Right. Mm. Like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You have to season the cauldron with eye of you. newt, or the else brute would be nothing but newt eyes. Yeah. yeah. Or someone's firstborn son. You know. <laughs> we have taken a turn. Yeah. At the Oklahoma Today podcast, have gone off the rails. Oh well. Yeah. Well, well I have I have all sorts of <laughs> suggestions for. <laughs> No, I never Man, okay. we miss you when you're gone. Yeah. Research editor Ben Lucian. Believe it or not, stew was literally the answer that. Oh. I oh. Um, uh, you can't talk about stew enough. Uh, but because Megan took it, I'll change it to uh, jackrabbit. I, I guess. There's some drama oh. here yes. on the podcast. Uh, um, you know, there's all sorts of varmints out there that you could just make for good pot. eating. Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. I wonder if you could eat a prairie dog. Probably. I think you like that's. I would like to risk. not find out. Yeah, and that's the truth. I uh, know. I mean, I like, if you were, much, I don't think there'd be much there. Well, there's not much on rabbit. I'm just or saying, if you're desperate too. and you're yeah, out yes. in the West and there's nothing else, so people eat guinea pigs. My dad ate squirrel when he was a kid. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. cook it to death to make sure that you kill everything. You don't want any like medium rare prairie dog. No, right? yeah. no, I, I, definitely not. I would well, like to. I just want to put this out there because prairie dogs are a popular tourist attraction in the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> Please do not catch, eat, kill, touch, interact with, bother. Just look at the prairie dogs yeah, and listen to Don't they have the bubonic plague or something? They have yes. something. Just yeah. Also, they're wild animals that can hurt you. Yeah. Stay away from them. It was in Gordon Grice's story. Yeah, so they're cute. Just look at them, though. Let's record show. I did not suggest eating prairie dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Take only pictures, leave only footprints. Greg, what's your favorite Chuck Wagon? Boy, we have... This question has yeah. opened several cans of worms. It was yes. kind of. It was kind oh crap! Of, was can of worms what you were gonna say? It was. Okay. Yeah, I'm so sorry. But now that that's taken, yeah. uh, chicken fried steak. That's oh, a yeah. good one. Oh. That, I mean, that's like, a good one. Cheap cut of beef, uh-huh. beat it up on the trail, throw it in mm-hmm. some flour and some salt, and fry it up. And that was one of the things that uh, Daryl kind of talked to me about was how uh, different it is to cook outside and like how the wind and the weather and it can you know you really have to be paying close attention so yeah. I think well, let's hear from your new best friend daryl <laughs> let's let's just do kidding that. that's gonna be fun folks we are very pleased to have with us chuck wagon cook daryl jacobs who's going to talk to us a little bit about the chuck wagon festival at the cowboy uh hall of fame and uh, western heritage museum welcome to the podcast daryl thank you sir good to be here greg well, so uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about the Chuckwagon Festival. Uh, how many years have you been going? Uh, this will be our third 
third year that we've been there. Okay. Third or fourth. Yeah. What what's the what's for for someone who hasn't been, what's kind of the what what is there going on at the Chuck Wagon Festival? What what's there to do? So you like like you mentioned, there'll be Chuck Wagons there. We'll probably have uh around six to eight Chuck Wagons. Uh they'll be cooking anything from stew to peach cobbler, cornbread. I mean, each one of us cooks something different. We don't we don't do a full meal deal each wagon. Yeah. So uh like I'll be cooking I'll be cooking cobblers and we'll have various fruits uh that we'll use. Last time we cooked uh apple, peach and cherry. Ooh. So uh we'll have that and then we'll do what we call spotted pup. Uh it's actually a rice pudding hmm. with uh raisins and walnuts. It's real sweet. It's a sweet pudding. It's real that good. sounds great. Um, how yeah. did you get into uh, uh, chuck wagon cooking? Uh, it, this is it's it's a hobby that's very interesting to me, but it's also one that I'm like I don't know how I'd start. Yeah. So I started. I moved to Texarkana in 2010. Uh, my job brought me here, and I I was me and my wife were looking for a church to attend, and uh, we looked at the cowboy church, and we ended up joining. The the cowboy church here in Texarkana, Circle J Cowboy Church, and they have a chuck wagon ministry. And uh, we were seeing how we could get involved and serve in the church. And that was uh, one of the things that interested me in church was the the chuck wagon ministry because we we not only cook for there at the church, we also go out and do cook for other other churches or other events representing our church so uh 2012 I, I got on the the chuck wagon team and uh started cooking there and i really liked it a lot and uh so i talked to my dad and my dad he uh he's a uh, big in the western culture he's uh been right i've been riding horses since i was a kid you know so we've been around horses and cattle all my life and and uh, we used to have a wagon a long time ago, and I asked him, you know, if he'd be interested in cooking on the chuck wagon. And uh, he said yes. So I, I was, I was uh, started looking for a wagon, and we bought one the end of that year, the end of 12, 2012. And we worked on it for five years, trying to get it, you know, up to our, our what we wanted it to look like and everything. And in 2017, we started cooking on. So it took us a little while, but yeah, I still I still cook with the church all the time. We enjoy cooking. Well, how so? Um, obviously, uh, historically, the chuck wagons were moved, you know, by horses. Uh, when when you're coming to Oklahoma City uh, for for the chuck wagon festival, how does how did the wagons get out there? Uh, they're pulled by trailer behind the pickup truck. Okay. Yes, so uh, I have a I have a 20 foot utility trailer uh, loaded with all my cast iron, my firewood, anything else I need to cook on the wagon with, you know. And uh, we pull it to Oklahoma City and back it off the trailer, set it up, and start cooking. Well, you know, one of the things that really fascinates me because I've been out there. I the the Chuck Wagon Festival is one of my favorite events. Uh, when I was a uh, a kid, when I was in high school, 
um oh boy a long time ago uh uh one of the first years for the for the chuck wagon festival i i uh i worked out there uh for uh from one of my friend's dads um and i remember uh being absolutely fascinated by the ability for the chuck wagon cooks to create this food outside using fire i mean i have enough trouble cooking when i have like a stove and an oven and a thermometer and you know all the all the tools and gimmicks and you guys are out there really uh uh this is a, a primitive kind of cooking but but you have it down to an art i mean it, it especially the cobblers i have seen some of those cobblers out there and it is amazing like the the golden sugary crust on top the the fruit inside that is just like so tender it just wants to melt in your mouth how what what kind of training was was that just a lot of like trial and error uh on my part yes uh <laughs> so you know my family was in the restaurant business and before I moved to Texarkana and, and yeah, I had cooked in the kitchen at the restaurant and stuff. And, and, but as far as uh, cooking over fire, we, 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 we had traveled several vacations, you know, and, and used Dutch ovens and used skillets over the fire. But as far as being proficient, uh, I was not proficient then. Uh, but, after time you learn to to use your your hands to feel to see how much heat you have on your dutch ovens or or on the ground you know to before you set your dutch oven on there and and uh you learn to judge the wind because wind plays a big part sure. if, if you're cooking in the dutch oven it, if you get a lot of wind then it heats it up more and you got to watch it because it'll burn real easy uh I do use the new uh, new modern technology as far as uh, when I'm when I'm uh, cooking chicken fried steak, for instance. I have a, a a laser temperature gun and to check my oil on my on my in my skillet to 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 make sure it's around 350 degrees before I start cooking, or or make sure it's not too hot so it doesn't cook it too fast. Uh, but you learn how to control your your coals, you, you you don't use a lot of fire, fire unless maybe uh you're kind of in the middle of cooking, you're you're getting in a hurry, and maybe you've lost your temperature. You might throw a piece of wood on there and, and have some fire kind of heated up quicker. But as far uh for uh most part, we use coals, and uh, the fire plays a part too sometimes. Yeah. You know, that's so fascinating. Just experience. I, think, I, I think that's something that a lot of people probably, you know, uh, most of my outdoor cooking takes place on a charcoal grill. Um, and Lord knows I've got enough trouble trying to control the temp on that thing. But for you to be working with this outside in the elements, it really is so much of a science and an art kind of coming together. Um so uh, people are coming out there, they get to sample some of this stuff from the from the chuck wagons. And then um, there's also like uh, rope making, there are all sorts of uh, informational things out there. One thing that really interested me this year, uh, so uh, this year's chuck wagon festival is May 27th and 28th. Um, and they have uh, Stagecoach Mary, who is a, uh, they're a reenactor of the, uh, first 
uh, black woman to be a star root mail carrier. Um, and uh, I believe she was also known as Shotgun Mary because um, she carried a shotgun with her uh, to uh, to protect herself on the road. Um, so many really cool things. There's a lot of art. And, and, and while this is a chuck wagon and cowboy festival, there's also a large Native American uh, portion to this as well. And there's going to be some Native American food, too. Um, folks, if you have not yet, you can get your tickets at nationalcowboymuseum.org. Um, they're $15 in advance for adults uh, and students and kids 12 and under get in free. If you show up their day of, it's going to be $20 at the door. I personally think the best deal is to just become a member of the Cowboy Museum. Uh, you can get, uh, especially if, if you've got two young kids, uh, you can get the, the Trail Rider Museum membership for $50, and then you guys can go there all year round, not just the Chuck Wagon Festival. Although the Chuck Wagon Festival, it, it, it is a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's clearly you guys are having a good time if you're coming back every year. Yes, sir. I, I, uh, the only reason uh, I wasn't there uh, last year was uh, my mother was sick and in the hospital, but uh, luckily they invited me back, and I'll be back cooking again this year with uh, – with my my team well uh daryl thank you so much for coming on and uh folks once again it is nationalcowboymuseum.org you can find out more about the chuck wagon festival there uh which is coming up it's going to be from uh i think 11 to uh is it 11 or is it 10 10 to 4 saturday and sunday uh may 27th to 28th uh it's a really good time uh for the whole family uh and daryl thanks so much for coming on you're welcome. I, I look forward to seeing everybody. Hope they show up. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. That's going to yeah. be a fun event. The yes. Chuck Wagon Festival at the Cowboy. That's a good time. It's always a good time to go to the Maybe Cowboy. Maybe I should go and learn more about it. I you absolutely you should. should. It's Let's a great time. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, tickets are $15 in advance. Wow, that's nice. like a, that's a very deal. reasonably priced lunch. Is it like do the people are the people <laughs> this is cooking not sponsored the food by like, that, by the uh, way. like concessions kind of? Like no, you... no, you walk around and get tasters. Oh wow! Yeah. Right. So uh, so like Daryl is cooking uh, cobbler, a uh, few different kinds of cobbler. Dutch oven cobbler almost was my answer. Actually. It's great. It's a good one. It's really wonderful. Yeah. Uh, there's all there's always people out there doing your stews and your chilies and things like that. And they were also uh, they're going to have Native American foods this year oh, as well. Oh, that's nice. awesome. So oh, I'm yeah. so hungry. I want stew for lunch now. Well, well, there's go to Oklahoma City Stew still Restaurant. Make a stew. <laughs> Uh, Sweet Sinise Sweet has Sinise, uh, beef vegetable soup every day. They have day. really good beef vegetables, mm -hmm. too. Yeah, that's a good one. I like I like their soup. like this. This is a good plan. All right. It is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Nathan. Oh, um, thank you for letting me go first, because I'm not, I'm not doing humor. Uh, it's kind of a solemn event, kind of an important event, and one I'm really legit excited about. Uh, but I do have some interesting facts to share. Uh, no jokes, but facts. Uh, about one of the most amazing Oklahomans ever, the historian John Hope Franklin. He was born in the all-black town of Rentiesville, uh, which if you go there now, you can see the Oklahoma Blues Hall of Fame and the Honey, Honey Creek, Honey Springs Battlefield is right there. Anyway, uh, John Hope Franklin, born in Rentiesville, graduated from Booker T. Washington High School in Tulsa, attended Fisk University and Harvard, where he earned his Ph.D. in 1941. As a professor, he taught everywhere from Howard University to Cambridge to Duke as a historian, he served as president of the American Studies Association, the Southern Historical Association, and the Organization of American Historians. 
And his writings like Racial Inequality and America and From Slavery to Freedom are still considered some of the most important works on the black experience in America. So why am I telling you all of this? Because this week, from Wednesday to Friday, the Oklahoma State University Tulsa campus is playing host to the annual John Hope Franklin National Symposium. Attendees will have the chance to discuss racial reconciliation and learn about active advocacy efforts to heal racial divides worldwide. So that's cool and important. Join artists, students, global scholars, policymakers, and the community during this enlightening series of talks designed to educate and facilitate productive conversations about equality, racial justice, and social harmony. Tickets are required and and available, and they start at $40 for this three-day event. They go up to like $189. There's also an optional Greenwood bus tour for an additional fee. That actually sounds really cool. Uh, Register at, this is a long website, so I'll read it twice, jhfnationalsymposium.org. That's jhfnationalsymposium, all one word, dot org. That's a cool thing. Mm -hmm. John Hope Franklin was incredible. Interesting. Yeah, Yeah, we photographed him. Uh, for the Before magazine died, a, yeah. a long time ago in his greenhouse. I think he liked to grow orchids. That's cool. Yeah, so they were there were some flowers in the picture. I think they were orchids. Like in addition to achieving racial reconciliation, he yeah. also did a really also, hard thing for his hobby. Nice yeah. botanist. Yeah. Growing, yeah, growing orchids. Cool. He liked a challenge. I've had one orchid and I killed it dead. <laughs> it's really hard. Yeah, I've never owned an orchid. Don't. They're, I mean, they're beautiful, but they're impossible. Like me. Uh, <laughs> Carly, what's your event? <laughs> Okay, so my event requires a little bit of a history lesson, too, so just bear with me. Um, roots music has, traditionally roots music, has been characterized by blues and folk song styles combined with lyrics that explore the hopes and sorrows of life in the rural South. Today, roots is more of an umbrella term for blues, bluegrass, folk, gospel, country, and more. But no matter how you define it, you can experience this holy American phenomenon during the Roots Ball, May 26th through 28th. On the Town Center main stage in Medicine Park, Electric Oaky Test, the One Ounce Jug, the Red Dirt Rangers, naturally, Bottom of the Barrel, Dance Monkey Dance, and more bands will fill this beautiful little town with equally appealing tunes for the whole weekend. And there's no admission, so you can spend your dollars on locally made wares and delicious treats instead. Call 580-529-2825 for more information. Man, that's two things I love. Yeah. And Medis- music and Medicine Park. Medicine Park is such a great place to go that's anyway, great, yeah. so it's fun when there's an event happening. Yeah, they've, always, really they've got so many great musical events there, too. Mm-hmm. There's the they Roots do. Ball, they've got uh, Blues Bash, they've got all mm-hmm. sorts of things. Yeah, we saw some great live music the last time we were there eating lunch. It did, yep. We did. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great town. It really is. Megan, what's your event? I'll be honest. You will not find me at any outdoor daytime event that does not involve being submerged in water from about June through late September, unless it is a work requirement. But (laughs) this event actually, I guess, is happening in May, so maybe I can make an exception for that. Uh, When the sun sets, yes, when when the sun sets, you may find me in the shadows at the Paseo Arts Festival in Oklahoma City, so watch out, because that sounds pretty creepy. Last year, more than 60,000 people showed up for this festival in Oklahoma City, and it will host more than 90 artists this year who will be selling ceramics, glass art, jewelry, paintings, and many other cool items. And of course, there's the food. Korean, barbecue, Greek, tacos, hot dogs, funnel cakes, lemonade, and dipping dots, of course, are just a few of the highlights, plus beer and wine. Um, And there will be more than 50 musical acts and performers. The music goes until 10 p.m., and artists and concessions are open until 8, so if you're like me and you avoid the harsh light of day, you can still come on down from May 27th to the 29th. 
For more information, visit thepaseo.org slash festival. I love that festival. Yeah. It's so fun. I, and I'm looking forward to having one of those uh, Korean barbecue uh, taco hot dogs. Although I'm bringing a flashlight now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Anytime I pass Watch a shady spot, I'm going to shine it in there right for you. <laughs> I might, I might Just be there. Just wait for Yes, I'm... She's more afraid of you than you are of her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ben, what's your event? Look, I'm not saying Lance Armstrong didn't try hard enough. I'm just saying that maybe if he had a giant cross-cut hamburger waiting for him at the end of the Tour de France, as opposed to what I can only assume is a meal of snails that they eat now, That's he might have been motivated. He might have been motivated to uh, finish those races a little bit faster. We don't necessarily need to deal with hypotheticals here either as the annual Tour de Mirs bicycle race this Saturday across the beautiful Wichita Mountains Wildlife Refuge puts my theory to the test. Starting at the Mirs Volunteer Fire Department, riders can compete in the 10, 22, 36, or 60-mile race courses, all of which offer a scenic overview of one of the most beautiful regions of our state. Uh, Riders will encounter buffalo, deer, elk, Texas Longhorn, and more along the way. I hope not on the path. I just like to the <laughs> side somewhere. Uh, similarly, all the routes uh, conveniently end up back in mirrors, uh, giving riders the perfect excuse to rest some their own sore buns with a visit to the famous mirror store for one of those big old hamburgers. Lance Armstrong won't be there, but boy will he wish he was. Well, this is technically a race. It's not the type where you can never stop to catch a breather. Rest stops along the way will offer access to portable toilets, fruit, juice, water, sports drinks, and best of all, shade. Registration can be done online through Wednesday at $35 for single riders and $50 for tandems, or in person on the day of the race for $40 and $55 respectively. If I could think of another joke, uh, another hamburger joke, I'd say it now. But as we all know, hamburger jokes are a rare medium well done. <laughs> For more information, call 580-704-9009 or visit tourdemirs.org. Sounds good. There's a lot going on in southwestern Oklahoma. You could do both. Yeah. You could do that in the Roots Ball. Mm-hmm. Rest your sore buns. <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Oh, attention people who play Monopoly, nobody likes a cheat. But Osage Chief James Big Jim Bigheart took it a step further. After becoming the principal chief of the tribe in 1875, Bigheart became incensed as he saw members of every other tribe being taken advantage of, ceding thousands of acres of land for money they often never received. But there is strength in numbers, so he and William Connor worked together to unite the Osage against an allotment bill that would have further swindled his tribe until their mineral rights were preserved, which led to great wealth among the Osage, and uh, is actually a kind of a big the part of the of a forthcoming movie. Of a forthcoming movie, yeah. Uh, his legacy is celebrated not only on film, but each year in Barnsdale during the Big Heart Day, a citywide event on May 27th that includes a fishing contest at Lake Waxhoma, sack races, the popular Big Heart Day Idol Search, which is a local talent show. Wow. There's also frog and turtle races, concessions, fireworks, a hula hoop competition, and more. You know, this is that's this is what I love about these kind of festivals. Like, yeah, there's going to be concessions. Yeah, there's going to be live music. But let's get some weird stuff going out there. Yeah. Yeah. We need more hula hoop contests. Yeah. We need more frog and turtle races. I agree. Uh, the event is free to attend. You can find out uh, more at... 
facebook.com slash Barnsdall Chamber. That's B-A-R-N-S-D-A-L-L Chamber dot, uh, not dot com, just Barnsdall Chamber. Sorry. Okay. It seems really unfair to the turtles. Uh, yes. <laughs> to make them uh, I mean, in the idol singing competition? No, against the oh. frogs. Yeah. Okay. Wait, frogs the turtles are, are racing okay. the frogs? No, no. I was no. making a joke, well, Megan. S- oh. <laughs> the turtles shouldn't be made to race. It's against their nature. Hey, they always win <laughs> because okay. everyone underestimates them. <laughs> so they should be allowed to race. Exactly. Um, I want to see whoever is the William Hung of the idol competition in Barnstall. Right, remember? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, or uh, that lady who, like, that would be me, actually. That lady who was like, I feel the earth move under my feet. Like, you know, and Paula, poor Paul Abdul was like, that was beautiful, that thing that you did. Um, sorry, I, I, I haven't watched American Idol in a really long time. I went to, <laughs> like 20 years. I went to Grove Fest one year, and they were having, like, the Grove Idol competition, and there was a kid in front of me eating so much cotton candy, and he threw up everywhere, right in front of the stage while this girl was singing all these bikers like drove away from him because they were afraid. And see, it's always something to see. It was very memorable. Yeah, like I doubt I, that'll happen in Barnstall. No, it will fine. not happen. They will not overindulge in their cotton candy. There, <laughs> we make no promises. But I mean, just on the odds, probably won't happen. Yeah, yeah. That does sound like fun, though. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've always heard that's a really fun event. Actually, Big Heart Day. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And Neat. a nice bit of history. Yeah. Well, folks, the sounds of uh, the rabbits training frogs to beat those snooty turtles <laughs> means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast is coming to a close. If you can't get enough, head over to oklahomatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at TravelOK.com, and we'll talk to you again next week. The Oklahoma Today podcast is a production of Oklahoma Today magazine and the Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department. Your hosts are Oklahoma Today editors Nathan Gunner, Greg Elwell, Carly Ibarra, Megan Rossman, and Ben Lucian. Theme song editing and production held by Oklahoma Today's production manager, Bridget Sloan. For more information, visit OklahomaToday.com. Goodbye. These turtles are going down.